0: The power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team.
1: Hi, Cardinal fans. I'm Ozzie Smith. Smith, corks one in the right, down the line. It may go. You're listening to the Cardinals Insider Podcast.
0: Go crazy, folks. Go crazy.
1: Here's your host,
2: Brent McMillan. For the last time on a weekly basis in 2019, this is the Cardinals Insider Podcast. Welcome on into the program. My name is Brett McMillan, and today's date as I speak is October the 22nd. We end today with Ozzie Smith and Paul Goldschmidt. I thought that this would be an appropriate way to end the season. I want to say that we had Paul on early this year, if my memory serves correct. Maybe one of the first couple episodes uh, of the season just his get-to-know-you kind of interview from spring training, and hearing him talk with Ozzie Smith today seems like an appropriate bookend. They talk about the season, they talk about Paul settling in and getting to know St. Louis, and there is just some connection and insight that Ozzie, as a Baseball Hall of Famer, can kind of level with Paul, an elite player in today's game, in a way that an interviewer could not if they did not have that kind of same baseball standing. That's not a knock on anyone else. It's just a matter of fact that when elite baseball players get together, they're kind of on the same wavelength, I think, as the, uh, the person sitting across the table from them, so to speak. So I think you will enjoy this conversation. I uh, hope that you enjoyed our playoff content as the show kept going, just kind of ended up doing the previews, and I thought that those were fun and a good game day listen. I hope that you enjoyed them too. We will be back, of course, next year on a week-to-week basis with the kind of content that you'll hear today and the kind of content that we did all summer long, and there'll be some of that sprinkled in throughout the winter time as well. But for now, it is our final, regularly scheduled interview here in 2019. It's Ozzie Smith, the Wizard of Oz, and Paul Goldschmidt, Cardinal First Baseman, on the Cardinals Insider Podcast.
1: You know, coming over here for the For the first time and experiencing what St. Louis is all about, what can you tell us about St. Louis and what makes makes St. Louis? Yeah,
3: I mean, it's awesome. I mean, I was really excited when the trade happened and um, knew a couple guys on the team and then just playing here over the years, just knew what this fan base was like and this organization, its commitment to winning. And uh, that's, you know, it's held true, you know, the outside belief and then, you know, the city and, um, in general has been very welcoming it's a great place to live and just uh, really enjoyed it so everything I, I thought and I was excited about held true and um, it's, it's been great and hopefully will continue to be that way
1: the um, you know sometimes <coughs> getting used to new teammates how's how's that transition <coughs> gone
3: you know it's actually been easier than I thought you know I knew coming in it'd be a little different with me being the new guy but everyone was so welcoming and um, This group, you know, had a lot of the guys came up through the Cardinals, you know, minor league system and knew each other, but they welcomed me very quickly. And um, the guys, you know, show up and work hard, are committed to winning. And um, it's just been great to get to know everyone and and just fit right in. So, you know, once baseball starts, it's it's Mm -hmm. baseball. You go out there, you feel the ground ball, you you hit the ball, you do all that stuff. And um, but it's been fun to get to know guys off the field as well.
1: Has the the family made the transition and, and how do they how do they like being here?
3: Yeah, they love it. Uh, I mean, the city, you know, I got two young kids, so we've been exploring all the parks and the zoo and all that type of stuff. So I didn't really know much about St. Louis. We'd come in as a road team and just kind of stay in the hotel, (laughs) play baseball. But, um, you know, they've loved it. That's a surprise. That's probably been maybe the biggest surprise in a good way of how much, you know, I've enjoyed living here and my family as well.
1: Can you just, can you go? Do people recognize
3: you? Sometimes they do. And... But everyone's really respectful I mean I still take my kids to the park I was there this morning with them and I think someone said hey you know good luck tonight or hey we'll be at the game this weekend or something like that and um, so it's great to have the support of the fans but they're also you know respectful of you know your time with your family and stuff like that so I'm very thankful for that and just enjoying it let's talk about offense or defense priority wise well defense if you're here right (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yeah, so it is that has that always been a priority?
3: You know the first time it was really a priority for me was what um, When I was in the minor leagues in double-a I feel like the year before I was in a ball I was like oh, I'll just hit and get to the big leagues and I did I had a great year and I hit but I didn't play very well Defensively and the light bulb kind of went off that offseason and I was kind of evaluating my game and I was like, if I'm gonna get to the big leagues I have to be able to play a good first base I got to be good at defense because when I get called up, you're not gonna rake right away. I mean, as a rookie it's tough. They're gonna be ups and downs. So if I can at least be good defensively, that can keep me in the lineup, keep me around, you know, get more bats and eventually kind of figure it out. So, um, I went to, you know, spring training that, that next year, big league camp and just got to learn a lot in those few weeks before getting sent down and I feel like that was kind of a turning point where then every day was like, you know, taking ground balls was all right, I wanna be good at this, what can I work on? Not just let me go to the cage and hit and and know that I can help my team um, in a number of different ways, and I saw some success right away, which was you know helps motivate you, helps you mm-hmm. know keep that work ethic, and um, you know it's been great. There's times you're 0 for 4, you don't do anything at the plate, maybe you make a diving play, or I mean my favorite play is probably to pick a ball at first base when the shortstop or someone makes a great play. When and, you Say
1: shortstop, man, it could have been a second
3: base right there. Well, you man. know it could have been anyone, <laughs> but yeah, I'll, I'll catch any ball. I just you know relating and. and uh, you know, I think that's a really cool thing about first base that I enjoy. Is it's it's a team position. You're there to help the guys. You're not usually making a play by yourself, um, and so I enjoy it.
1: Yeah, you know, and uh, you know, having a chance to spend a little time with you in spring training. You got good hands, got good feet, nice. and one thing that you do that I don't think people
3: give you credit. You run pretty good too. Yeah, I try to. I try to work on it. You know, I'm a bigger guy, but you know, I try just. You know, whether it's base running or a defense, just you know, there's a lot of different ways to help us win and just take that extra base or. You know, I try to be in the right position on defense, and you know, I definitely put a lot of work in that too. I try not to, you know, just take the off season. I run a lot and try to do sprint work and all that type of things, and um, just try to do the best I can.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, what is your routine as far as hitting is concerned? You you go to the cage all the time. You you spend a lot of time in the cage.
3: Uh, I don't know if a lot, but I mean, I I definitely try to prepare every day and I have a routine. I mean, I'm not scared to switch my routine up, but I have kind of my routine that I would do is usually just take some flips with the hitting coach, you know, hit a few balls the other way, work on pulling a few balls and then, you know, kind of finish up with uh, just hitting the ball where it's pitched. And, you know, if there's something else I need to work on, you know, there's times that I really like using the pitching machine and maybe seeing some velocity or working on breaking balls or stuff like that. Um, But definitely just try to you know prepare every day that's something I just put a lot of my focus on and I feel like if I can I don't want to take a day off I'm not going to take a day off in the cage I mean I may take less swings maybe you know like we have all the the games or maybe a couple double headers you know that's a good time to Mm -hmm. maybe take a few less swings but I still want to prepare for the game every day and if I do that then whether it's a good day or bad day I can you know live with the results but if I'm not prepared if I don't put in the work then I may be second guessing you know I could have done this or I wish I would have done that and and that's not what, how I want to go home after the game.
1: You watch a lot of video? Do you study a lot of video?
3: I would say not really as much of my own swing. I, I mean, I like to be prepared about how the picture's gonna work and now with the video I can watch them. And so especially if it's a guy I haven't faced either in a while or at all, then I think you can pick up some things from video. And um, so, I mean, I'm gonna use all the tools that you know that they'll give me, but I'm not gonna, I'm not a guy who sits in there and really likes to study my swing. That's probably not my strength. Um, but understanding how teams are going to attack, hopefully attack me, or or how the pitcher, you know, his strengths and weaknesses and how I can attack him.
1: You know, while we're talking about that, scouting reports, you know, we used to get scouting reports all the time. Or Do you study that much?
3: Yeah, I use what we have. I mean, it's definitely changed uh, over the last few years even with, you know, there's a lot more analytics involved in it too. And But, I mean, this organization does a great job of, kind of putting it on tee for you, giving a great summary of the picture, and so I kind of do my work and then kind of check with, you know, what our front office and our stats guys have too and kind of line them up together, and so, you know, if I see something that lines up with what they have, then that's great, and if I if there's something different, then I can kind of maybe dive a little deeper and see if, you know, what I thought, why that doesn't line up, or, or maybe I made a mistake, or maybe there's something that, you know, they missed, and just kind of come up with a game plan, but I think the biggest thing of that is always keeping it simple. Like, I don't want, it's not like I have all these numbers. I feel like people think the way the game's kind of gone now that there's like, oh, this number and this percentage and that, and maybe there is, but for me, if all those stats, if it's not simplifying it so that I can just react while I'm out there, then I'm really not going to use it. So, and most of the stuff we get, I feel like, does simplify it and we can use those scatter reports, but, uh, you know, I just feel like the outside perspective is like now there's so much information that's getting in guys' heads, but, For me, it's like, I think a lot of that in in this organization does a great job of simplifying it so that maybe it's one piece of information that then you can go use, but you're still out there just trusting your instincts.
1: Yeah. How's your, uh, is uh, your conversations with Mike Schilt, you have pretty good conversations with him?
3: Yeah. I mean, you've talked to him. He's a great communicator and it's great. I mean, he's, he listens really well and he asks a lot of questions. So it's great getting to know him and you know he's all in for the players and for this team and organization and I think that's what you want in a manager or really any coach you know he's trying to put you in a situation to succeed and um, trying to help you out in any way sometimes it's encourage you sometimes it's maybe correct a mistake you made and and that's what we want I mean if I make a mistake I want them to tell me hey you can do this better or you know if you do something well then it's great to get that pat on the back too
1: we've, we've kind of touched on it a little bit but what separates the great players from the average player? That's a good question.
3: I don't really know if there's one answer. I think for me, what I've just tried to do is just keep learning and keep getting better every day. Not take anything for granted and um, it's helped me. So if there's any little thing I can pick up, pick up a guy from a different position, another team, watching the pitcher. You know, Mm -hmm. I I just have tried to keep learning and keep getting better.
1: Yeah, you know, from a health standpoint, do you have any um, any superstitions as far as food and the way you eat,
3: or things I mean, that you
1: eat every day that that you think gets you on track?
3: I mean, I just try to eat eat well, eat healthy. Understand that you know diet plays a part in how we perform, but I also don't try to limit myself. If there's something that I am craving, you know, have a little bit of it, and just try to you know have a balanced diet.
1: Mm-hmm. Is there? Does anybody on the team that you hang out with, when, like when you're on the road?
3: I've tried to get to know everyone. Um, Probably Wayno and Carp. you know, I knew them a little bit. I've enjoyed getting to know Matt Wieters this year. And um, if any other guys, you know, invite me to dinner, I try to go. I think being the new guy, you know, I just tried to talk to guys off the field and get to know them and, you know, what they're like.
2: Paul and Ozzie, what a pairing those two would have been if they could have been throwing across the diamond to each other back in the day. Still really, really fascinating to get to hear the perspective from both of those gentlemen here in this interview. We certainly appreciate both of them giving us their time. That is a wrap. Our last week-to-week episode, like I said toward the beginning of the show We'll definitely do a few more of these. I think right now the plan is to go to the winter meetings in San Diego. Perhaps we'll have something with manager Mike Schilt or some content from the daily meetings with the media that the GM, Michael Gersh, or the president of baseball ops, John Moselock, host. And we might mix in some history stuff, too. I think we've got some leftover flashback Fridays. That's where a Cardinals alumni sits down for a long form. And I mean long form. We're talking like 45 minutes to an hour plus Brian Finch, uh, one of the, the great guys who leads up the Cardinals Museum, sits down and does an in-depth interview. We have some of those left over, so might drop some of those this winter. And then uh, last year we did some stage interviews from winter warm-up. I thought that those were quite fun, so maybe be on the lookout for something like that as well. None of this is set in stone, but that's kind of what we're thinking, and that's the kind of stuff where if you are subscribed, you will make sure not to miss. We will be back in March of next year. We'll pick it up once a week for an episode that runs as long as the baseball season does in 2020. But this year has come to an end here on a weekly basis for the Cardinals Insider Podcast. I still would love to read your emails. podcast with an S at cardinals.com. Would really appreciate you subscribing if you want to make sure you don't miss that wintertime content. And then also any ratings or reviews that you'll leave definitely help us. You have been phenomenal this year. I have enjoyed getting to hang out with you and talk Cardinal baseball. Really appreciate the contributions of all of our guests and the folks that have helped with the editorial for the show this year. That's Jill Falk, Emily Stevens, and Ben Holtmeyer. All of them have been great, and I hope that you have enjoyed their work as much as we have enjoyed bringing their work to you. For all those folks, my name is Brett McMillan. We'll talk to you sometime this winter and for sure again next March on the Cardinals Insider Podcast.